yeah so it's really cool that uh yeah i think i think my wife is trying to figure out what to do with herself now that you know there's not going to be any kids at home for eight hours a day it's overwhelming to start with and then you start to get used to it i guess yeah so you soon soon fill the time up but how did it feel for you how did it feel as the dad um I was, I was very proud. Um, it's, it's things like those that for me, um, you know, there's a, there's, there's obviously some emotion there that, you know, my kids are growing up, but I think, Mm. you know, especially for Blakely, there's a real sense of like, like she's tough, like she's really tough. And, um, I think it's going to be, I think she's going to love it and I think she's going to excel. And so I'm just excited to watch that. Yeah. You know, That's amazing. you can't forget the dads in the process. No, it's, you know, mom, mom was crying and tearing up and, you know, because this is, this is a, a not normal start to kindergarten, sure. like yeah, what we've sure. been able to experience in the past. So there's a little bit of like, I think, um, you know, I think there was a little bit of emotion there as to that Blakely wasn't getting the, or, or maybe it was that my wife wasn't getting the same experience that was the expectation, right. For how it was when Bryn went. So, yeah. Um, but, but it's good, man. It's good morning. Love that. Love that. So I, um, I messaged you a little while ago, just with an idea of a topic for this chat and it seems like a goer. So, we're going to be talking about leading from love, not for love. Now, there's a lot of stuff that I have learned and reflected on this topic. And I just love to know, first and foremost, what's your instinct when I say leading from a position of love, not for love? Well, so when you, when you wrote that, it's so interesting the way things play out because uh, my wife and I are going through this, uh, this marriage course and mm-hmm. last night we were to, uh, last night we watched the video of a, of a pastor talking about becoming love mm-hmm. and that when you become love, you show up differently. Um, everything you do is different. And so it's interesting that you posted that this morning because I've, I've got so many thoughts. Um, when you, when you do something in my mind, when you do something for love, um, you are, you are it, just the way that says it almost, it almost in me brings up feelings of you're, you're doing it to get something in return. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing it for love. So there's an expectation that, that because you are loving, you are going to be loved back. And, um, and that it's just something that you're supposed to do. I'm supposed to love others. I'm supposed to be kind. I'm supposed to do this. And one of the things that I've, I've learned, you know, I'm trying to love people, right? Like we've heard that I'm trying, I'm really trying to love people. Well, you either love people <laughs> or you don't. You either love them or you don't. And so when you, when you lead from love, that is without expectation of anything in return. Mm -hmm. That is without 
you know, uh, without, uh, it's, it is who you are and that's why you do it. It is from a core belief system. You do it because that's who you are, not because that's what you are supposed to do. It's not following a rule. It is just, it is what you have become. Um, and I think that's really interesting because I, I think oftentimes we do things because we think we're supposed to, not because we actually believe that it's the right thing to do. I come at it from a different perspective because I've always believed it's the right thing to do. So my experience of leading from love, not for love is, is not quite that. Like for me, the leading, if I, if I'm to honestly reflect back over my last sort of 10 years, a lot of the way that I've shown up previously had been for this sense of validation had been absolutely for this sense of here's Ryan, he matters, he belongs, he's worth something. Not in a, not in an overtly boohoo, like I, I'm not important, but something deep rooted inside of me just wanted to be significant in the lives of other people. And and on my down days, on my bad days, that manifests in terms of being needy. It manifests in terms of seeking affirmation. And I could be like a little puppy, shall we say, or I could be like a little puppy. But, you know, before I've developed this awareness of self and that I already am loved and faith has played a part in that, purpose has absolutely played a part in that. But if I reflect on my early 20s, I would show up, I'd work my face off, and then, and I would hope to be recognized as someone that, that really was making a difference that and I needed that and even in the early days of starting always better than yesterday there were areas of my life where I didn't feel love I didn't feel appreciated or valued and then always better than yesterday became a place where I got an abundance of that and you know I had to really check myself because you know there were areas of this community that were getting the best of me where other areas of my life wasn't and, and in respect, I was showing up leading for that love rather than becoming that love in all areas of my life. It's interesting. I, um, it's interesting how this topic kind of goes even in hands with I, I, um, one of my friends had posted something on LinkedIn about respect is like air. And when it's there, you don't notice it. Mm. But when it's gone, mm. It's something that you, you, you yearn for almost. It's, it's not exactly how you put it. And I, and I read that and I was like, mm, that's interesting. Um, because one is ne a necessity for survival. Yeah. Air. Respect is not. Um, and what, what I found, what I found also interesting is, is in one of the comments uh, one of the one of the gentlemen said, um, "For a man in a marriage, it's the most crucial thing that a man needs." Sure. And and I think a lot about this, and and even just like what you were talking about with love, um, you know, and and this has like, look, this has not always been my um, this has not always been my, my mindset on this. Cause I, I, I like you came from a very, you know, similar area. Um, sorry, just had to mute you and yell at the dogs. Um, but what I, I, I put in the comments, I said, you know, um, the idea that a man needs respect 
in a marriage and that being the most crucial thing I think is very selfish. Um, just like our need to feel valued is, is a very selfish mentality. When you, um, when you be, become love or when you are love, you don't need to be loved in return to love back. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and, I, and I typed in the message to the guy, I said, you know, for me, um, I'm to respect and love and care for my wife and show up with humility um, to serve her and to love her regardless of whether or not she respects me. Her respecting me should not have any indignation on how I show up and love and lead her. And, and so through some of the comments and, and back and forth, he said, well, you know, I mean, and he, and he said, he said something along the lines of, you know, well, what about if you fall out of love with someone, does that mean, can you still respect them? And I said, well, one, you're looking at love from as an emotion, not an action. Mm-hmm. And you're looking at it from a standpoint, if you just fall out of love or fall in love, then that means that you have no control over who you do or do not love. And we all know that that's not actually the case because you have a choice because yes, lo- love can feel a certain way, but love is not a feeling. Love is an action and it is a choice that you have to make every single day. And so, so, you know, we, we kind of went back and forth on that, that, that my need to be respected. Uh, and look, everybody loves respect. Everybody loves, loves to be loved, but, but how do you show up when you're not respected? How do you show up when you don't feel loved and does someone else's, um, and that's where I think leading from love means that it doesn't matter how someone else treats you, you treat them with love regardless. You, you hold them, you see them for the value of the person of who they are and who they were created for, not how they're treating you in a moment that could be just a bad moment for them. Mm. And I think when we see that through the, through the, the world, through these eyes, when we see that becoming love and that is when the agenda of self-love starts because this agenda of self-love, I think is getting a little bit taken too far to the context because the benefit of loving ourselves is that we then have more to give away to love others. And mm-hmm. I think that's where self-love really comes in because that old phrase, if you can't give what you've not got. And you know, the last week I'll be honest, like I've had some real back pain, discomfort, and, and it's been really difficult for me to love others because I've been so uncomfortable in myself. I've been tired. I've been short. You know, I'm being honest, being completely honest. And that that there is the true purpose and meaning of self-love is that so we can give ourselves what we need so that we can become love for those around us that need us. What do you think about that self-love topic? Well, I agree with you for one, um, you know, and look, any, anything, I don't, I don't care if it's diet, um, working out business, whatever it is. Um, we get these buzzwords and these topics and, and, and the next thing that, you know, they're, they're taken to an extreme at all, at always. Mm. Um, I think self-love is incredibly important. Um, However, uh, I think 
it can drastically be misconstrued and that when we only focus on loving ourselves, we're only looking in a mirror and we don't see everybody else. Does that make sense? Because we're only, we're only, we're only looking inwardly. Um, and I think there's a part of that that you have to that you have to be self-loved. But I think a part of being self-loved is one having a having a great understanding of who you are and who you've been created to be and what you've been created for. Mm. And we weren't created to love ourselves more than we love others. Mm. We were created to love others more than we love ourselves. You know, I've got a, I've got a scripture tattooed on my back um, and it's John 15, 13. And that scripture says that greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for a friend. That, that verse doesn't say greater love hath no man than this, that he lay down his life for himself. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think, I think we have to be very, very careful of taking the idea of self love and, and that becoming the goal that we strive for, um, because then that's all about us. Um, and, and again, I think, I think what, what self-love, what self-love is really trying to teach you is that you're, is that you need to see yourself, um, in, with a, with a sense of value and worth, and, and, and I agree with that 100%. You have to understand that everybody on this earth was created to make an incredible, wonderful, massive impact on this planet and that each individual person was given, whether we see them or not, right? Because it's really easy to see people and think, man, that person sucks. Like, what the heck are they on this planet for? But, but we need to understand that each individual person was made with skills and talent um, and, 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 and that unique something that was, that was purposely put in them that no one else has that the world desperately needs. And so when, and so if you can understand that about yourself, that that's where I think the idea of self-love, like that's what we need to understand is that we were made with great value. We, we have great value. We were made with great skills and great talents and that, and that we need to do what we can to to strengthen those things, to make those things better, so that they can be. Those are the tools that we've been given to love other people more. And so, if that's the focus, that we are loving ourselves, so that we can develop our tools and our skills, and and our and our talents that that were specifically given to us so that we can go out and love and serve and care for people more then I'm all for it but if it's just for us i think we miss the mark mm. abby has um, put a comment in it says if you worked or working on self love do you find it easier to give that love to others without needing anything back necessarily i um I've read a book recently called Give and Take by Adam Grant. And in it, he defines this sense. I might, I might have said this before, but in it, he says that there's a, there's a different way of being in life. And that is through being successful, through giving to others. And there are two types of giving, uh, two types of givers. One is those that would give of themselves till they fall out of the sky and then they burn out. The other is this sense of otherish 
uh, otherish givers, I think he calls them. Um, and what he says is it's not binary. It's not give to yourself, give to others. It's actually get clear on who you are, what you stand for, what you're really good at, what you really care about, who you really care about. And then you go and give. Because in giving to these people, you're giving something of to yourself too in that process. It reinforces who you are, reinforces what you love to do. And then that cyclical energy keeps you showing up, helping people that you know need. It's like what, um, I can't remember the scripture, but it's about, um, the gifts that we've been given are not for us. They're for those in the world that need it. Mm, mm-hmm. That is what that is. I know what my gifts are. I found those that need it. And in giving and sharing in my gifts, whether that be, whether that be playing basketball, whether it be an artist, whether that be being a doctor, I thrive and I'm energized by giving my gifts to those that need it. The very much same way that you and I love having conversations like this, because hopefully we get what we need by having these great conversations and other people get the help that we have from having these great conversations. And yeah. I think I lost you. Are you still there? Yeah. Can you hear me? You froze. Hello. I can hear you. I think we're frozen. I got kicked out. You, you got kicked out of your own Zoom? I got kicked out of my own Zoom. What's the last thing you heard from me? That was gone. Uh, uh, no, I heard everything. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I heard it all. You were just frozen. Oh, okay. Let it go. Yeah. Happy days. Uh, Abby says, can I mention the title of that book again? It's Give and Take by adam grant it is incredible book it is incredible book and you know something i would add to that too because i believe i believe you're correct um thank you uh like 100 percent, completely and totally agree with you um i i would say and right this is this is not a but this is an and um all of that stuff and you have to understand uh, Abby, and, and I, I think this is what you mean. You, you have to understand two, I think, really simple things. One is that when you show up and you love and you serve others, um, and, and, and we'll take it because I know, Ryan, you've used this, when you're, when you're filling up someone else's cup, right, um, you can't fill someone else's cup without a little bit of it splashing out and spilling on you. So when you love and you care for other people, you are going to, um, you are going to feel more value and more love for yourself. Um, understanding though, that love is, is not transactional. It's not something that, that it's not a currency where you give something and you expect something in return, but when you love other people, you, you feel loved. The best way to feel love is to give love. Um, now, the other thing I think that we, that we have to make sure we understand is all of these talents, these gifts, and these skills, and this group of people, that's where I think we get purpose drastically, um, drastically messed up because we, we look at purpose as a position or a destination that we sometimes get to, not how we live our, our daily lives for others. 
Um, but see, we, we, we oftentimes, uh, and, and with what Adam Grant is, we, we see this group of people over here that have a need and that need breaks our heart, right? And so we, we see, and oftentimes whatever breaks your heart is what you've been put on this earth to go help with. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so your heart, has, so your heart breaks for this group of people over here. So you have, you have identified the group of people that really calls out to you. So you take your, your skills and your talents and this heartbreak that you have for this group of people and you go and do something about it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you don't use your talents, your gifts and your skills that you've been given to love this group of people. And this is the only group of people that you love because we intrinsically have um, like kindness is an intrinsic um, trait that we have that is that is actually when you look down through a lot of the science you actually um, um, it, it's actually in our DNA it's it's part of how we were created it's 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 a it's a part of us and mm -hmm. so understanding that we have things that we can give to everyone is, is incredibly important because then it doesn't limit us to the group that we've identified that breaks us, that breaks our heart. It opens our eyes to the world around us that we can give of these certain things to everyone. We can give kindness. We can give gratitude. We can give thanks. We can give, um, you know, a smile or, or, or any of those things that, that all of that is a part of loving people. Mm. And the more that you do that, the, 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 you know, and, and not in a selfish way, if you're doing it so that you can feel better, you need to reexamine why you're doing things. But because you do these things, you, you will, you will walk in a different, in a different light. You will carry yourself drastically different. Did you get kicked out again? There you are. Can you see me? <laughs> I, I can see you. You're back. You froze. I am back. I'm back. It's beautiful. I wasn't going to interrupt you. So I don't know. Mm. I don't know if that answers Abby's Abby's question. It's such a great. Um, it's such a great topic. I, I love. Um, you know, I, and I really, I really love the idea of when you when you are love or when you when you lead from love um that that is not dictated by the actions of other people i'm just going to invite abby into our conversation because i feel like she has some stuff to share Love it. Abby, I've shared the link. Push the link. If you can come in, come and share us those stories. We'd love to hear more about what you've just said. So there you go, Abby. The link is in the comments. Come and join us. Like a like a radio show. Come on in. The water's fine. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and, and, and I think just to just to reflect finally on the topic, like leading from love, not for love. Like when you lead for love, like 
you're not in control of the outcome. You're not in control of the, um, the way that those things can go. So you're not actually in control of whether they're going to love you anyway or not. So you're almost setting yourself up for disappointment, anxiety, worry. And the worst thing is that you can find love by not being yourself. You can find love by this persona that you portray. Not to say that that's what I was doing, but I'm talking about the general risks and if that is your approach. Um, you know, because because if you find love by being someone you're not, um, you're stuck because you can't wear that mask forever. Um, so it's always, you know, be yourself, be you, show up as you would do consistently in all areas of your life. Um, and, and, I, and I think it's when you, like for me, like, and, and the reason why I said faith has been an important part of the journey is because I haven't got to do anything to be loved. Like God is love. He says, I am loved. I am, I am his. And then when you take that to heart, you think, all right, sweet. And, and, and I think the self-care comes in because we are full of, doubt, distraction, disconnection. And it's in those human fallible moments that we really have to take the time to just bring ourselves back closer to love and, you know. Well, and, yeah. All right. Sweet. I love it. I love it when you say that. Uh, um, you know, I think we've got to look at in one of the great examples in the, in the pastor, the wife and I were listening to last night made a great point on it. He said, um, he said, when you look at the life of Jesus um, and, and what he died for, he loved us regardless of how we treated him. Jesus was treated horribly and he loved anyway. And he sacrificed himself anyway because his love for us was not determined by the actions of other people towards him. Abby! Hey! <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I didn't interrupt there. <laughs> not at all. So you, we've, we've, we've hooked you out of watching, so now you're part of Darling Hartley episode three. Welcome. Ah! So you, see, you, <laughs> you said you've had some lovely experiences this week and you're reflecting yeah. on those and trying to work out what they mean so i'd love to kind of hear what experiences you've had so far and what you're reflecting on yeah sure so um me and the kiddos had a little breakaway this week which was really nice and um as well some of you know a lot of you won't know um i've got some knee issues at the moment so i'm waddling around on crutches and so everything's just that little bit more awkward to get around and things so um we had trouble this week finding places to eat as well it's a real real big challenge with this whole eat out scheme that's going on at the moment so we just had to think a bit differently and we went off to the supermarket and gathered up loads of bits and pieces, got to the till so we could go back and eat at the hotel and stuff. And um, I think the lady could see me struggling a little bit with the basket. So um, helped me load it all up onto the conveyor. I can do that for you, my love. That's no problem. You and the kids just go and start packing. And then the lady on the checkout was like, no, I'll pack that for you. No problem. And she's like, oh, to the kids, why don't you just go and get yourselves a chocolate bar? Go on, go and get, choose a chocolate bar. It's on me. And I was like, okay, that's really lovely. Thank you very much, you know. 
I said, you know, are you sure? You know, the usual things that you, you say. Um, and then she's like, oh, it's my last day today. Um, I'm moving back from university and stuff, actually. And she went, boop, I've just scanned my discount for you as well. Here's like 20% off or something of your groceries. And I was just like, okay, amazing. That's really lovely. You know, you didn't have to do that at all. And kind of like, I didn't say why me out loud, but I kind of thought, oh, I wonder why me you know but was very thankful very grateful and we had a lovely evening um with the food and then we have to park a little way away from the hotel the car, the car park isn't next to the hotel so we've got a couple of bags of groceries two kids me crutches um and we're coming out of the car park and then there's a chap and he says can i help you he was sort of walking behind us and then he goes can i help you with that I was like, yes, please. And he's like, where are you headed? And I said, oh, we're just over there at the hotel. He goes, no worries. I'll walk with you to wherever you need me to take it. And he says, what have you done? So I explained what I'd done. And he himself just uh, about a year ago had come out of a, a, a bad like car accident and had to have a lot of stuff done to both of his knees. So we obviously got to having like a little conversation um, about that and uh, yeah he took my groceries right up to the the lift for me in the hotel and was just a very nice person um and yeah it's just it and it all happened like within the space of about an hour as well which was like a bit baffling to me and my my brain at the time but yeah so obviously yeah I'm quite excited about it it was really lovely what happened and yeah just listening to you guys now it just took me back to that moment again and just thinking about like the kindness that is out there amongst people and it doesn't matter who you are where you are it's just it is all around and as I said I don't know what allowed it to be bestowed on me particularly that day and at that time or whatever but it was just it was just wonderful Mom. and that's it really I just Mom. wanted to share that how good that that uh, made me feel Mom. yeah hang on a minute darling okay <laughs> he's on a VR headset behind me <laughs> what do you think about that then Jonathan oh it makes me it makes me tear up uh um you know, those are the, those are the micro moments that I talk about, you know, um, and it's the, it's the, I, t to me, it's, it's the idea. And I know I, I, I've said it a lot that we look at those things as like these, these random acts, this random, you know, it's just random, mm. but, but it's, we can we can choose that kindness is who we are not just something that we randomly do for people every once in a while and and when we have it when we have it done to us there's this there's this incredible like like abby to your point you're like well why is why is this happening to me yeah. like right like it's this why are why are people being so nice to me and we automatically <laughs> want to discount the idea that we are worth the kindness and the love and the compassion from other people, but we, but we are 100% worth it. 100%. That didn't, that didn't happen because you, it just, it just was by happenstance. Those, those things happen because that's the value that you carry because of being who you are. Mm 
and I, and I, and I think it's just so cool that, um, that, that people get to experience moments like those, um, with those people doing things that again, with no expectation of anything in return. Um, I, I think it's just, I think it's, I think it's beautiful. And I, I wish, I wish we walked around with our eyes more open for the needs of other people so that we could fill those needs when we're there. Yeah. I really think like, I don't, I, I truly believe it's because of like kind of the the headspace that I'm, currently in you know that allowed me as well to kind of actually see that for what it was because I'm sure there probably have been other occasions but I've not been okay buddy I've not been uh, so so open or um I'm just trying to think of the words but or, or aware of it of it actually happening um, and I think as well, the fact that it, has ha- that it has happened to me, I'm definitely more aware of making sure that I give that back as well, you know? Yeah. Well, and I'd say, I'd say, Abby, you know, just obviously not knowing you outside of, you know, Facebook and, and things yeah. like that. But I would say probably the reason why it came to you is because you you put it out there for other people too. You know, I think, I think we, I think we do, you know, I, I don't necessarily call it karma. Um, but I do believe that what we put out in the world, we get back. And I think, I think you do a great job, you know, loving and caring for your kids, loving and caring for the people around you, building people up in the community of always better than yesterday. And because that's who you are, and that's how you show up that that is what that is what is brought back to you because that's what you put out and I, I i i think everything that happened to you this past week is because that's that's what you do for other people whether you realize you do it or not yeah <laughs> yeah that's it isn't it i think it's actually realizing that and that, that comes back again to like the self-worth and the self-love, no, like just knowing that you are that person and that you, you do do that and you do give that. Yeah. It's quite a nice little, little circle there, isn't there? <laughs> what about you, Ryan? What do you think about all of it? So I don't believe in random. I like you. I just, I believe things happened the way they've happened because that's the way they were supposed to happen. Um, and I think the why me question is, is a bit of a paradox. One is it's nice to explore why me, but it's also you wouldn't be asking that question if that's just what more people did. If mm-hmm. more people took the opportunity to display that behavior, we wouldn't be asking why me. We would be saying, what a lovely world we live in. And I think that's the point of the fence that rather than question why, sometimes it doesn't matter why. It just matters that it happened. It felt good. I, in that moment, felt a sense of connection with another human being. And now I feel more inspired to go and do that to other human beings too. That doesn't need us to figure out why, but if you can figure out why, and it becomes this, because, you know, Jonathan has shared a number of stories where micro moments, massive impact and, and, and working out why has, has been a great way to share that story going forward. So if something happens as a result or something has happened as a result, connect with that, own that, make it part of your story. Do, do we see somebody come? Is Christine Saunders coming on? She is. I'm in my jammies. 
<laughs> you turn on that video. I don't know how. Hold on one second. I don't know how. It says Pinocchio. I haven't zoomed in a, there we go. I haven't zoomed in a long time. There hey! she is. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that smile. I haven't seen that smile in a long time. That is so awesome. I know you guys will have probably have met, but I don't want to explain. formal Abby, Christine, Christine, Abby. I'm sure you've met at least once, but I didn't want to not. Yeah. Thank Looks you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, yeah, it's, like, it's like the <laughs> gang's back together again. <laughs> you know, I like watching it on Facebook because it's like the Brady Bunch. Here it's like <laughs> one big person and like a row of people across the top. <laughs> so you've just commented love shows up every moment of every day we have to be open to it and aware of it in honesty we have to understand what love means to us you know what i'm going to ask you now christine don't you uh wait you cut what out what did you say does love mean to you oh to me oh i just read back your comment yeah what does love mean to you well i wasn't ready for that question <laughs> Next question. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh boy, let's see here. I'm about, I'm about to want some stuff with my dynamite. <laughs> it's okay. Is Abby, he doing? Abby, if you if you need to go, Abby, and continue to watch, then then feel yeah, free. Yeah, that, that, that'd be great. Yeah, Otherwise, don't feel like you need to stay. Yeah, stuff in the background. But thank you for having me. It's been Thanks great. for joining us. Thanks. Bye, Bye, Abby. Bye, Abby. Bye. I feel a little underdressed. You're not. <laughs> I don't have a not special microphone. You don't. Anyway, I'm avoiding the question. Um, what does love mean to me? Um, I think it just depends on the certain situation. I think in every situation there's love or you can find love. You can feel love. There is love. You have to be open to it and you have to believe that you are deserving of love. Um, mm -hmm. if you don't feel like you're deserving of love or worthy of love, you won't feel it. And so, um, the first step is figuring out what does love feel like, look like, sound like, taste like for you. Um, and it's in those moments where you can kind of just take a moment and reflect and figure out what is it that makes me feel the most love? Not that you're going to get that every day, not that you're going to see that every moment, but the more that you're aware of it, I always, you know, go to back to that. If you can measure it, you can manage it. And that sounds kind of funny with love, but if you're worthy and aware that you have these desires and exactly what it means, you'll feel it more often, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so it's very personal. It's very, um, depends on if it's a romantic relationship, a business relationship, a family relationship like we have here. Like there is so much love right now. Like I'm looking at the two of you and Abby and I was like, I'm getting excited. Like I was like, I never go on this kind of stuff in my jammies, let alone just waking up. So that's love. <laughs> that's amazing. It really is. And um, I'm going to take a screenshot in a very minute. So can we just oh. do a very quick pose? Can I just get, that, no, get away from your face? Okay. <laughs> Amazing. It's great. This doesn't happen very often. I needed, needed one for the scrapbook. Um, the topic we're talking about today is um, leading from love, not for love. And we kind of shared earlier around some of the, the, the backstories, kind of particularly from my side, really, in terms of having to really learn that lesson that 
already loved anyway and that actually sometimes the dark side behaviors can come out if you're showing up so that others love you and and getting to that sense of self-love so that you can be love for other people is, is generally kind of some of the things we've talked about but what comes up for you when I say leading from love not for love I think um because I've been listening pretty much from the beginning I mean I had oh, to pop cool. off okay. and on um but I think I think it comes down to that unconditional peace. And Jonathan kind of touched on it a little bit. Like you get love when you give love, if that makes sense. And I think what's challenging for some people is they don't know how to give love. Sure. And I think um, practicing that, an unconditional practice, you know, I'm a hundred hundred, which was a whole nother conversation. But when you practice that piece of allowing yourself to feel love, you can then give it back if that makes mm. sense or you go through your day with the intention of loving life of loving people loving your community loving the car you're sitting in it's just appreciation almost if that makes sense um it's appreciation for all the things around you that in fact mostly are love if that makes sense mm. <laughs> i loved the concept when we when i interviewed you nearly two years ago now when you talked about the concept of 100 100 so often we talk about relationships about being a good 50 50 talk to me about 100 100 oh it's my favorite thing ever <laughs> no i seriously think about um you know that's how i grew up that's what you know our parents say to us and our parents parents and it's old school thinking relationships any kind of relationship is not a 50 50 you don't bargain for love you don't barter for love um there it's it's you you're you're in a hundred hundred because if you're selling your soul <laughs> for love, it's not true love. It's not really genuine, unconditional love. There's conditions put to it. And who so, wants to do anything 50%? Exactly, Jonathan. Exactly. You know. But if you're in it for 50, if you're in it for 50%, you should probably reevaluate your whole life. Seriously, think about that. It, it, I mean, think about when you give yourself 50% of your all, right? you're 50% likely to succeed. And mm -hmm. if you give yourself 100% and you give your partner or the other person in a relationship 100%, there's a little bit better chance of success in any relationship. There's no guarantee that the other person is gonna give 100% unless you have that conversation. But if you can show that you're giving 100%, they can feel it, they can, you know, everything about it is 100%, they're more likely to then participate and go, yes, this feels really nice. And I want to give that to you. Yeah. And you know, I think, and, and I was talking about it a little bit earlier. Um, I think we, you know, cause my wife and I are going through this, uh, this, this marriage class thing and, 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 and something just has really struck me and it, and it really changed. Um, it really changed my mindset on a lot of this stuff. Uh, uh, because the, the pastor with his wife was talking about how I, you know, they had gotten divorced and then they got back together and remarried and that, that the things that they had originally had gotten back divorced for, for the, for the now pastor, um, some things were better, but not everything was perfect. And she said before she had this idea of, I can't believe that you would treat me this way. I can't believe that you would say those things to me. I can't believe that you would do this. And she was like, how selfish was that mentality? She was like, my, she was like, what I looked at then once they got back together, cause she was in a completely different spot was 
my goodness, he's broken. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he's better than how he's showing up. He has way more value and way more to give than what he's doing. And, and I am going to love him regardless of how he shows up mm-hmm. and pray for him and, 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 and not pray for, Oh, please. I hope this gets better for me, but all like open his eyes and break his heart for, for, for the person that he was created to be and who he is. And I, and I think, I think oftentimes that idea of, of, I love the idea of 100, 100. And I, the one thing that I would say is for people to understand that you giving your hundred percent and it goes back to what I was saying earlier is not dictated by the other person, not giving a hundred percent. Right. Right. Absolutely. You Absolutely. give it, even if you don't get it back. The expectation Absolutely. shouldn't be, I'm going to give 100%, so I want 100% back. No, 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 no. That, that becomes transactional. Mm-hmm. You give 100% because that's who you are. It's, yeah. it's, it's about who you are and what you believe, not about what you just think you're supposed to do. Right. Absolutely. No, I, I agree. I love it. I love it. Where are you, by the way? Sorry, I just got distracted. Who, me? Uh-huh. Um, well, so I moved, I moved houses, yep, but I don't remember you ever having a brick wall like that. Well, house. so we have a, we have a basement in this new house. Oh, and so this is, this is my, this is my now office setup. I'll send you, I'll send you a picture later. So yes, I've, I've got, I've got a gym over here, a full gym over here to my right. And then I've got, I've got my office over here. So nice. Sorry to distract from the conversation. Tell, I just got curious. Tell Christine what's on the wall behind you. It's a whiteboard, right? Yeah, it is. So, <laughs> so the other day on uh, my member spotlight, I was talking about, we were talking about writing books and those types of things. And um, Ryan, Ryan, he loved tough and he pretty much called me out. He was like, you know, cause he knows that that's something that's, that's been on my heart and I've wanted to do. And he was like, okay, so when are you doing it? And I was like, man, I, I don't know. So, back over here and you you can't really see it and i've got a paint whatever was down in that corner right there there it is whatever's mm-hmm. down there i got paint on that <laughs> but if you look and you can't really see it this is kind of the brainstorming session of my love and leadership book oh nice and you know a lot of it is uh you know, love, love, obviously being the foundation and everything that else that comes from it. So like the energy that you put out, so, you know, your positive, your positive energy, the atmosphere you create, your accountability uh, towards other people's potential, um, you know, transparency, vulnerability, authenticity are, you know, and even leadership itself are all you know, I'm questioning right now what I have up there is are all, all of those things, I think, are the results of what happens when you show up and you love others. So that leadership is not le- leadership, and so it's kind of changed that leadership is not actually um, leadership is nothing but a result mm-hmm. of of what happens when you when you love others. Um, nice. And you know, so so I just. Yeah, just started put a bunch of stuff up there, and then and then Ryan, this is this is the next step. I didn't show you this. 
It's a book. <laughs> this is an empty. Oh. Empty executive journal. That this is this is where the writing goes. Because I like I pen think and the paper. First, I think the first line of the first page should say, I am love. Ooh. Wait, wait, hold on. Can I... <laughs> well, hi, Brooke. Hi, Brooke. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. Good. Brooke, you look amazing today. Did you have a good day? Yeah. Yeah? What'd you do today? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you go downstairs and bring up what daddy just, daddy just got you yeah yeah hey while she's doing that i have a quick can you ooh. see that i am i am mm -hmm. so these are my these are my i am statements and and one of them in here is i am love there you go just a thought because i'm a lot of talk and ideas for other people <laughs> Um, so I have a question for both of you. Oh, hi. Sage. Oh, my uh, gosh. Corey, what's happening? <laughs> what's up, Corey? Good. Are you, are you hanging out with the dog? Pardon? Are you hanging out with the dog? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, I mean, English kids are so polite. Pardon? I know. Like, my kid, my, like, like my American kids would be like, huh? I know. <laughs> huh? What? What'd you Don't say? This is Facebook live etiquette. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> is oh that God, a I unicorn? Yeah. Oh. Because everybody oh. needs a mobile phone with makeup hidden in the middle. Oh my God. Wait, that's for adults too, right? Bro yeah. Oh my gosh. So Brooke. Brooke's got a little journal. Yes. Blakely. My daughter, who who is five, she'll be six in October, has that exact same stuff. No. I'm not even kidding. The pillow, the cell phone with the, the unicorn cell phone with the makeup hidden in it, the notebook, everything. Bryn or Blakely has the exact same thing. Wow. wow. Can you imagine that? Right. Say bye, Sage. Bye, bye, bye. bye Sage. Bye, 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 Sage. Bye, Corey. Bye, Brooke. Okay, I'll take care. There you go. Take care. How cute. <laughs> <laughs> you go careful they're on the stairs. You do not need to. Mummy's done that for a couple of years, okay? You don't need to. <laughs> You've got to have more, Dad. Come on. Come on, then. Let me say goodbye to everybody. Bye. Go on, then. Off you go. Bye, you too. <laughs> bye, guys. Here's my quick question for you. It doesn't have to be for today because I know that you guys have been on for a while. Um, but I frequently hear both of you and mostly Ryan say, just show up. Right. And so I guess my question is, you know, that's going to be different for everyone. What does that actually mean for both of you? Do you want to go that first, mate? Or do you want me to take it? You, you take it first. Yeah. So for me, show up means A, do what you say you're going to do. Um, B, it also means that if I, so on Tuesday night, I did not feel very well and I could probably have benefited with the rest. And yet 
so I was, I was sat there thinking about messaging Jonathan saying, look, can we postpone? And 10 minutes later, I'm sat here on a live with Jonathan Darling. And it's, it, that's what it means to show up. And I'm not saying that's big or it's clever, but this is self accountability thing that just says, I do what I say I'm going to do. The flip side to that is when I went through some struggles last year that, that you guys both know about, um, I, I turned up to work every single day and I didn't have any time off and, I have to balance that. I have to be very careful with that because I know that Brene Brown's um, armoured leadership and, and, and um, daring leadership is the balance between um, role modelling, rest and play versus the armoured leadership being about um, working hard, being a badge of honour sort of thing. For me, I've got to be careful for it not to become those things, but it's a, it, is a, it is an internal dialogue that reminds me that no matter how tough it is, no matter how I might not want to do it, no matter how it's just an internal accountability that helps me keep showing up. It's not to be confused with intentional purposeful rest. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to steal and Luke Frazier's watching and Luke Frazier will know what this means. Cause I I'm stealing this from again, the, the, the pastor from the, from the group weekend in, in Phoenix. And he, he's been talking to my wife and I about it. Um, your yes is your yes and a no is a no. And so when you say yes, you're going to do something, you show up regardless of how you feel, regardless of what else is going on, you've made a commitment and you show up and you honor that commitment. We throw words around like honor quite often, but yet we don't actually um, live in an honorable society a lot of times because we think uh, because our word no longer means anything. We can say we'll do something, but then we oftentimes find an excuse as why, as why not to. And, and that's the opposite of honor. And so, and so having your yes be a yes and your no be a no is, is incredibly um, is, is incredibly important. I think the other thing is though, um, is that oftentimes when I say, you know, just show up, it's because we, we often live our lives in, in, in this idea of, of being motivated and we're motivated to do this. We're motivated to work out. We're motivated to get up early. We're motivated to do this, but motivation comes and goes. Motivation is not constant. And so, um, there are often times when we wake up in the morning and we don't feel motivated. And because of that, we think that that's, that then it's okay because, oh, well now I've got to find this motivation as to why I need to get up and, and go and do these things. But motivate, you know, motivation is crap. Discipline is what matters. And, and again, honoring, you know, I read a book, uh, and it's what made me do the 24 hour walk. Um, uh, it's a book called unbreakable by the Navy seal, Tom Shea. And he says, we have to learn how to honor our word. And oftentimes we are, we are way more cognizant about keeping our word to other people than what we are to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so by showing up, I think it, it uh, for me, it means that you honor your own word to yourself. And, and even if you say tomorrow, I'm going to get up early and I'm going to go run. You might not be motivated to get up tomorrow morning and go run, but you honor your word to yourself and you get up and you do it anyway. Mm 
Mm -hmm. nice. That's what it means to me. Nice. Thank you. Shall we call it a day? Shall we wrap it up? I think, man, oh this my is. God, what is that? It is this gold is... goo. What is it? Gold uh, goo? It's gold. Gold. Is it like slime? Kind of? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like that's... slime, isn't it? Right. Say goodbye to everybody. Bye. Bye. Ryan, and can I ask a question really fast before we get off? And I know my my oh. English friends are probably oh. going to kill me for this, but when Abby said she got into the lift, is that the elevator? <laughs> you didn't need to ask that question, did you, you tinker? No, I'm like because at first I thought when she said she got into the lift, so over here, lift is a car service, like Uber. So you can get a lift. And so I seriously thought, wait a second. Taxis over here. Yeah. Well, and I thought about it. I thought, now is she getting into a lift? And then I thought, well, then is that an elevator? And then, so, yeah, I mean, I honestly didn't. So the lift, uh, a lift is an elevator. And just while we're on the topic, chocolate bar is a candy bar. Well, I, yeah, I think I got that. Yeah. <laughs> I got that one. Christine Saunders, it is a joy and a pleasure to see you back on Wednesday or on Tuesday in that live that I nearly didn't show up for, but I did. Um, Jonathan nominated you to be the next member spotlight. So oh. I should be messaging you to find a time to shine a spotlight on you. I know there's a lot of movement with your work as well, and you're, you're ramping that back up, and it'll be a great opportunity to hear some of the wonderful things you're doing, putting out there and, and, and helping people with. So let's, let's sort that out, and you can thank Jonathan for that. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, now that uh, the response for the COVID, well, we're still in the middle of it, is over and hopefully, cross your fingers, the state is no longer going to be on fire because mm. I've been on call for that the whole time too for emergency response. Hopefully, I'll be able to put some of my energy back into not doing emergency response since February. <laughs> yeah, it's been full on. And, and I guess to play that back to you, how have you kept showing up? Oh, um, I haven't. <laughs> That's why I asked, because I haven't. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I have. Oh, but you have, just in different ways. Yes, I have shown up. And, you know, that's that's why I asked that question, because I just get curious. Like, what, like, is it a self-expectation? Is it expectation of others? Is it, like, whatever? And you both kind of address that a little bit. But for me, it's doing the best I can in the moment I have to make an impact to the greatest ability that I know how. And that's me showing up. And that could be me saying, I'm in a crappy, shitty mood, so I'm not going to do anything right now. For me, that means showing up authentically by not mm -hmm. showing up, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I love that. <laughs> your yes is your yes, your no is a no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. Yep. Thank you guys so much for joining. Jonathan, this is in the week three. Amazing. It's got a few more weeks of it left to go. Um, so yeah, we'll be back same time, same time next Friday. Until then, guys, have a great weekend. Love and appreciate you. Love and, you guys. And I'll speak to you all soon. Okay. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.